Welcome to the Podcasters Cut. My name is definitely George this time. And I'm Joey. And we're going to talk about some movies. And one of us has an unpopular opinion. So... Today we're going to talk about some movies that all take place in one day, except for one of them, which kind of like we dropped the ball on. But in in uh, it was a bit of a confusion. Yeah, it was Stand <laughs> by Me. But uh, before we talk about those movies, I have some movie news. Movie or news. actually, I have movie questions. So I have a movie trailer. You have a movie trailer? Okay, I have well, two of them. Really? Which one? So there was like a teaser trailer, which also I wanted to get into the discussion of how much I hate teaser trailers because what the hell does that even mean? I like them. Okay, anyway, see, because there's teaser trailer, there's, I feel like there's three, there's trailers, there's yeah. teasers, and then there's teaser trailers, right? Which teasers show you nothing. Yeah. Trailers show you everything. Yeah. And then teaser trailers show you like a scene of the movie. Yeah. So the one I watched was a teaser trailer of Cherry. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Cherry? Yeah. It's the Tom Holland movie that's directed by the Russo brothers. It's the first directorial debut outside of the Marvel Universe. Really? Since since they left, technically. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, they left? Yeah, they're not doing any more Marvel movies. And, really? Uh, I, thought they was, wanted, I thought they wanted to do one more. From my understanding, they didn't want to do any more. Mm, okay. Not because like they didn't like it, but because they were just they wanted to do their own stuff. Okay, so anyways. Uh, but yeah, so it's this movie. It's with Tom Holland. I'd love to tell you what about what it's about, but it's like a minute and 13 <laughs> seconds. Honestly, go watch it. It's very confusing. Tom Holland's character looks like he's joining the military and mm. all because his girlfriend broke up with him. I feel like there's more to this, but I have no idea what it's about. Mm. And it's coming out only on Apple TV, which sucks because I don't have Apple TV, nor am I going to pay for Apple TV. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the only one of the services that I don't really have. Yeah, and there isn't much <clears throat> on it. I don't know. There's that uh, Tom Hanks movie and there's like oh, that. News of the World is coming out only on Apple? No, 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 no. The, the Battleship Moon. The, there's one Greyhound or something like that, huh. where he's like a captain of a ship, and it's like a really huge storm. Captain Phillips? No, that's I'm great. the captain the, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, this is not a. I don't know if it's a true story, but anyways, it's called Greyhound, and he's in a submarine. There's also that one show with Jason Sudeikis where he's a football coach, and he goes to Europe oh, to yeah. to be the coach of an actual uh, football, but. Football as in soccer. Football. Football. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so he does that, and it's actually really fun. Oh, I don't know if it's actually really funny. It looks funny. It looks really funny. Yeah. And then... Um, there's a few shows. I mean, there's that Jennifer Aniston one, the newsroom one type looking one. Oh, good, the Good Morning Show or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. That one Steve looked Carell all right. Steve Carell comes out in that, yeah. Uh, huh? Steve Carell. That's and right. Then, uh, oh, my God. Uh, that one home, girl, I can't think of her uh, name right now. The Sweet Home Alabama chick. Yeah. Uh, she also comes out in Big Little Lies. Yeah. Well, I don't know her. She comes out in that. That one won an award, so yeah. that was supposed to be good. She's running like Hollywood right now. Yeah, she is. She's in a lot of different... She's, she's in, in a Hulu show, too? Isn't that crazy that she's in like every single streaming service? No. Almost every single streaming okay, service. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, that's pretty <laughs> insane. Like, I mean, she's on HBO. Okay. She's on Hulu. Okay. She's on an Apple. Now she just needs... Does she have a Netflix one? I feel like I've seen her on something on Netflix, but it might just be one of her no. old stuff. All she needs is Netflix, and she's got, like, the big four. Uh, She needs Prime. Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime. I almost forgot about that one. But, yeah, I mean, this movie looks interesting. Yeah. Could be fun. 
I think Tom Holland is a great actor, and I'm glad that he's getting to go outside of playing Peter Parker. We've now talked about two Tom Holland movies. Yes, and hopefully we're going to talk about a third one soon with Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of movie news, yeah, that's something that's coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. They started talking about HBO uh, is going to be doing the Last of Us series. And, like, little details have started coming out about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the article because I know it's freaking clickbait. So, I mm-hmm. was just like, whatever, I'm not doing this to myself. Yeah. To see 20 ads to read, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. I love The Last of Us game. That story makes me cry. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us 2 made me cry within, like, the first two or three hours of game of playing that game. Really? Yeah, dude. It's pretty messed up. Uh, you kind of hyping it up. I mean, dude, I'll let you. I told you I'll let you borrow the game. I think it's a great game. Uh, Story's I awesome. I never uh, finish games. I know you I, don't. I really have that bad. I have that bad habit. That's why I play fi- fighting games. This like, is true. Like, I only play fighting games because there's no story. Oh, there is a story. And you do play them. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but they go always, always like, done pretty quick. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. Last and then of the us. other one I watched was the movie that we discussed off podcast literally as soon as we finished, which is uh, Judas and the Messiah. Oh, you finally watched it? I That's watched still- the trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It what looks awesome yeah, yeah it was yeah. cool because it has the dude from sorry to be sorry to bother you mm-hmm. is the lead is one of the leads and then the other guy is the dude from oh why can't i think of the movie uh he came out on black panther and get out uh um... yeah get out that's the movie i was thinking about okay yeah him he like i think those two actors are really freaking good yeah the story looks freaking interesting as hell really captivating judas and the messiah looks dope i yeah. think everyone should try to give this a look i don't remember what it's coming out on or when it's coming out. But it looks awesome. Yeah, it's about uh, Black Panthers and being infiltrated by a freaking... Like, a FBI, mole. right? Yeah. Like, the FBI gets the freaking and thief to... And it's a, like to, a true story. Right? I believe it's a true story, yeah. You're the historian here, man. <laughs> I know. I actually don't know this one. This is uh, yeah. part of my, like, blank failing because I know so much about the 60s and I know yeah. about all that stuff and, like, civil rights movement and everything. But that's the one story. I Watching it, I was like, I've never even heard of this. Yeah? No? No, I don't... I, I actually do. Well... When you get into conspiracy theories, I mean, <laughs> that's a good point. I think it was either the FBI or the CIA who was trying to infiltrate the Black Panther movement. Most definitely like FBI. I think it was the CIA. I want to say it's CIA before it became leg- a legitimate like uh, section. Like, mm. like before it became like the CIA. Oh, okay. Before so they started. Well, it's because I always thought the CIA called? does everything outside of Europe. I mean, outside of the United States and like Europe and the, Mer- the South Americas. Mm, maybe. But I mean, either okay. way, movie so, looks dope. I have a, I have a good, not a good question. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I recently started looking this up, and it's like about Christian Bale being in the MCU and possibly being in Thor, right? Oh, is that real or yeah, is that no, like fake? That's real. That's real. That's a real thing. Like it's real that he's gonna be in it, or is it real that he's been in talks to be in it? Uh, the second one, because he's supposed to be playing. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's Hercules or one of the champions from uh, Ragnarok. You remember how in Ragnarok when uh, Hulk is inside that giant building? So Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, Beta Ray Bill and then the other guy. Because Beta Ray Bill is somebody else and they uh, don't want to cover up Christian Bale's face. So they're just going to leave him as the other dude who just wears like a helmet or something like that. They really don't want to cover up shit. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, what do you think about that? What Do you, do you think that like that would be a good fit for him? I feel like... Uh, Christian Bale should be like a Doctor Strange kind of movie. I feel like he has. That's the thing with Christian Bale. He he has so many different like 
He has a range. He, yeah, I mean, that's a better way of saying it. He has a full-on range, and he really does it on both of the spectrums. And hands down, he's a really good actor. Yeah. He's extremely intense, as we've seen of all of his Christian Bale rants. Yeah. But I, honestly, I think, he, I think he nails the roles that he's in. Like, all of them. Even the, the machinist. Like, oh, that yeah. one was messed up. And, like, uh, what was the other one? The fighter was also really good. And it really shows that he has that, like, ability to be very dramatic. And, like, and not, like, dramatic as in, like, oh, like a diva. Yeah. Or uh, just a whiny fool. But, like, the ability to be serious. And then he also jokes in those movies as well. I don't know. It could be interesting. I think it's just one of those moments where, mm. like, everyone wants to be in a Marvel movie. Like, if you're listening, Marvel... I mean, we'll pretend to be, like, a podcast in the back scenes if you let us in your movie. That'd be <laughs> No, dope. I want, like, a big-ass, like, role in it where yeah. I'm, like, giving out a speech or something. Where it's I'm like, whack. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to be, like, the most corniest, like, part oh of God. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be the guy that tells you to shut up and throws popcorn at you. No, I'm the part... I will be the part in the movie where, like, people go, oh, this is a good time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then they rewatch it at home, and they're like, hey, I don't remember the scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like, when did this happen? That's the worst. I always have to use the restroom right in the middle of a freaking fight scene. I've had to do that. Oh, a fight scene? Or I just, only... like, in an action sequence or whatever. I did, and it was in the worst possible movie. Which one was it? It was uh, Harry Potter and the, the... I know this is the important part, but the... <laughs> Oh my god, the prince, the oh, half prince. prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember what part it was? Yeah, of course. It was the part where like he's drinking the poison and, and like <laughs> he's like, You gotta wake up or whatever and then all these like creatures start coming out and then like Alba Zumbador like I don't know. Somehow wakes up. I think he takes like an adrenaline shot or something. Like, and he goes, oh, and, and then, he like, does the, the, the crazy fire thing for yeah. the Fenry. I came in when they were like leaving. Oh, like, I came wow, back. that sucks. Because. They were showing him drinking the thing over and over but again. But I mean, you you know what happens in the book. You've read the book. Why would you leave at that moment? I thought it would take longer. Oh, well, that sucks, homie. Yeah, well, no, I I left when they were at the at the at the mouth of the cave, and mm. I was like, okay, by the time I come back, you oh. should get back like right at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, that's a fair adjustment. The bathroom I went to first, out of order, and oh, the movie shoot. theater that we go to, there's like a boy and girl like one and so you have to go to the across the room right and it was a busy it was we went on premiere night so there was the lines and stuff like that so i'm dodging people and since it's the punching one bathroom left and right, shoving them. i'm not punching nobody <laughs> but i kind of wanted to uh the only thing that was being punched was my bladder <laughs> and then i get to the bathroom and it's like a line like a little mini lines like three people in, three people in front of me so mm. it's not out the door but it's like inside i was like oh my god and i'm like i just really need to pee yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, by the time I pee and come back. This is done. what people want to hear. They want to hear our escapades when we're at the movie theaters <laughs> <laughs> five, seven years ago. <laughs> I mean, uh, but anyways, so Christian Bale and Thor. I mean, that would be interesting. I, mean, I did, they, wa- they I did watch a trailer, though. I did. Oh, okay. Which trailer did you watch? Uh, Barb and Star. One? Barb and Star. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. This is one Barb of, and like, Star go friends. to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. Is it a new one or is it the same one? Uh no, it's a new one. They oh, have really? a new one out. I'm gonna let you know right now. It looks pretty funny, but not okay. funny enough for me to go watch. Yeah, it. same. I think it, <laughs> I think it's one of those movies that as we appeal- do in the scale, I'll be like, just wait for it when it comes on TV. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, people are saying a lot of stuff because it's the first time Kristen Wiig and um her writing partner mm-hmm. are back after doing Bridesmaids. 
Right. You know, and, an unpopular um, opinion. I I don't really think Bridesmaids was that funny. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, okay, I mean, so it was nice doing this podcast. No, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I feel the same way. I, I acknowledge that a lot of people found it funny, mm-hmm. and for me, it's like the it is kind of like when I went to go see Superbad. I found it hilarious, right? But a lot of people did not find yep. it funny at all, and I'm like, really? Like how that movie was so funny? There were so many funny parts, but it's because it relates to me. Like I would do, st- I would go on at, like random adventures. <laughs> Uh, like that. Get I mean, none of, <laughs> yeah, not necessarily those things, get but hit like by a car. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, so I know some of that got hit by a car. Like we were hanging out, and the guy you hit got hit by a car. Oh yeah, I did. We were crossing the street at Seven Eleven, and the old I lady just ran that. over your leg, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I know, dude. That was scary. About that. Yeah, that was scary. But <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I'm safe. <laughs> Nothing happened." I was like, "Oh." Ooh, that would have been a close one. Just like in the movie. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you guys didn't realize, we are the inspiration for Superbad. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, there's no tall guy there. No, or there short isn't, guy. unfortunately. But, I mean, that's funny. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, I think Bridesmaids is funny, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's my cup of tea funny. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's other stuff that they have written that I really love and I think is funnier. Would you give or it the a shot? Stuff that so, in. so you'd watch it at TV. You Just based on the trailer, you would only watch it on TV? What if, like, or let's streaming. say... Or streaming. Let's say, uh, not me, let's say Angelo said, okay. like, hey, you want to watch, like, you should watch it, it's really good. Oh, then I'll watch it's it. Like it's, it's like a Medea movie, it's really funny. Oh, no. Because <laughs> no, no. he loves those movies. He does, but as soon as he said Medea, he had me out. I'm like, this is, this movie's fine, definitely fine. not Okay, funny. he doesn't say Medea, but he's like, oh, it's funny, dude, like, you should watch it. I would probably give it a try. Yeah. I mean, Angelo knows me well enough to be able to tell me whether or not a movie's good. Yeah? I, I trust the, I trust... My friends' opinions on movies, mm-hmm. like if they tell me to watch it, it'll probably be a damn good movie. What if I tell you I'm like, oh, tight? That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> that means it could be a great or it could be sucky. It's like go other way. It's a huge difference of like we were just talking about ranges with Christian Bale. Yeah. That's a huge range of this movie with all right. <laughs> all right. Well, now let's talk about these movies. Yes. So. Um, stand by me. Stand by me. Since Not really. Yeah. Uh, uh, takes place in a day. You know what? It's funny. After we watch this movie, uh, after I watch this movie, yeah. Um, I watched a couple of Simpsons episodes. Wait, you've you've never watched this movie though, right? Yeah, I've never watched this yeah. movie. This is a movie that Joey's never seen, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's, it's really crazy because it's like it's definitely one of those movies that had huge like acclaim, yeah. and that. Even though it was like extremely popular when it came out, yeah. by the time that we were like of age to watch it, which is again eight or nine, <laughs> like this movie probably was on nobody's radar anymore. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's when I watched it on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, because like the scene that really stuck up to me is like the throw up scene, which is just utterly disgusting. But sorry, oh, what were yeah. you gonna say? Oh, that I saw like examples. There, I saw oh, an right. episode uh, of a uh, Simpsons episode. I'm like, oh. That would have been. They, I watched the one where it's twenty two short stories about uh, a day in uh, about a day in in Springfield, right? Oh, okay. It's based on a movie called Slackers, mm-hmm. and we should have totally watched that instead. What uh, Richard you, Linklater Slackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, that's the movie that made Kevin Smith want to direct movies. No, I did not know that. Yeah, he saw it and he was like, "Yo, I could do this." Yeah, we should have done that. Anyways, maybe for another time. Yeah, but anyways, so stand by me. I was. <sighs> How should I put this? Un- underwhelmed? Yeah. 
Yeah, like I was underwhelmed. Like I had heard so many stuff. Like, oh, you know, Stand by Me. That's mm-hmm. one of the. If you watch a uh, what's his name, the guy River who did, Phoenix. No, 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 the writer. Oh, the book God. writer. What's his name? Oh, Stephen King. Stephen King. If you watch a Stephen King play. movie, mm-hmm. or yeah, like a, a book, a movie based on Stephen King book, like. Uh, <laughs> I said that's so fucking weird, but uh, <laughs> you know, you guys know what I mean. Uh, if you watch one of those movies, Stand by Me is like in the top five, right? Yeah, right up there with lists. Yeah, most this people's lists. Right up there with Shawshank Redemption, right? Yes, that's what people say. And I've seen a, I've seen a lot of uh, Stephen King based movies. Like they're all the TV made for TV movies. I've seen all the TV made for TV movies. I've seen all his feature, all the feature film ones. Well, mm-hmm. not all, but. Uh, I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, because there is a lot and, of them, and the a lot of them are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some stinkers, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've seen a lot of them, and this one stands out as one of them where it's like it's not as intense as I no. as I it's it's more the tensity is at the Goonies level where it's like mm. like. I know it's not nothing's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling any of the tension when they're. Uh, there's a scene when they're running away from. Spoiler alert! They're running away from a train and they make it. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. No one dies in this movie. Yeah, and so I mean the the only person that dies is already dead, and um, I don't know. I felt like this movie was one of those movies where it's like. You're going on an adventure with these characters, and you kind of just end it for the characters. The characters are really well made. Uh, I like the whole town of Castle Rock. How like yeah. they're very, uh, they all see have the same values except for like these four characters who are completely out of fish out of water. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I don't know. I liked it for that aspect, but as far as like the the movie goes, like it takes. The whole point of this that we wanted to do is like it takes place in a day and how they are able to encapsulate a whole story right. in one day, right? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, this movie does it in two days. But the this movie just kind of like you kind of get the gist of it, and it does it does the job well. Like mm-hmm. you get, I know who Gordy is. I know who, uh, and and that's a testament to the movie only being like an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, forgot the rest of the Vern and like a Teddy yeah, and the, the other two are kind of like they Vern, don't say they don't say their names enough. Vern and Teddy. Uh, is it Teddy? Okay. Yeah, and then I forgot. Reverend Gordy, Phoenix's. Vern, Teddy, and then I can't remember the other. Character. Chris. Chris, that's his name. Yeah, but anyways, Chambers. I mean, oh man, Chris Chambers, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> like it just clicked in my head. I was like, oh, River Phoenix's character. Yeah, I think this movie. Um, it's more of like a Lord of the Rings meets Goonies kind of. Yeah, I guess kind that's of a really movie. Good point. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with this movie. Why though. did you like it? Okay, so the reason I think I really enjoy this movie is because definitely I watched it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. First off, so like it has a more impactful meaning to me, mm-hmm. and I think this is something that a lot of people suffer from. Because remember when we want to go watch Matrix in the movie after they like brought it back? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we watched it with Danielle, who'd never seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. And to me and you, Matrix is a dope movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and, but to Danielle, it was like it was alright. I've seen a lot of stuff like this, and I think that's what this movie suffers from: is that if people don't watch it like early on when they're young, mm-hmm. a lot of it's like, oh, I've seen this, I've done this. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I've done this, but like I've seen this. 
And this movie suffers from that because it was such a seminal piece of of film. Mm-hmm. Everyone copied it. Like you said, like Simpsons did an episode on it. No, uh, they did an episode of Slackers. Okay, they did an episode of Slackers. Well, I know that... For- the Family Guy. Family Guy did an episode of it? Yeah, they did an exact... Rep- oh, really? Uh, like, like, not a shot-for-shot shot remake, but like... Uh-huh. They they played it off like as like that like the same story but with the characters in there and right. a couple of jokes and I and I and I think that's that's something that tells you why this movie is so good because so many people were affected by it as children that they grew up and when they were in the industry they used a lot of the themes and a lot of the stuff that comes out of here mm. like one of the most iconic scenes is the scene with like the leeches all over the body oh yeah and that thing is messed up like that it is. Like, that gives me nightmares. I remember watching that as a kid and being terrified and never wanting to go into a lake ever. <laughs> um, and I think that's something that a lot of people that were affected by as children, and if you watch it as a child, it'll it'll hit you harder than it would when you're an adult watching it. Mm. Not so much because, like, it's kids, but because you've seen stuff like it. Like, you mentioned, like, this movie kind of has, like, the same kind of coming-of-age story that, like, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, Superbad. Mm-hmm. And oh, what are the Good Boys? Mm-hmm. And a few other movies that are about children going on an adventure and coming back changed. Yeah. And the stuff that you hear in the movie is really impactful. Like one of my favorite scenes is when River Phoenix is um, telling Gordy about how, yeah, I stole the money. Like, so yeah. what? Like everyone knew I stole it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that I went and returned the money yeah, and the adult said, "Screw you! I'm keeping this money, and I'm gonna let everyone continue to know that you were the one that stole it." Like that was the most up messed up scene because I think that's how Stephen King sees the world: mm-hmm. is that like adults are constantly out to get you in a way because they were screwed over as kids. Yeah, and these kids are smarter. They remind. It's funny. Like I don't want to say that it's it's something like me and you or mm. like our friends, but I think a lot of us from the younger generation understand are a little bit smarter than what the our parents were. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an insult. I mean, we have technology and we have the internet. It's a lot easier. But like, I feel like uh, I think what you're trying to say is like our innocence was a little bit broken in a little bit faster. There we go. That's better. I think yeah. that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like because our innocence was broken, we don't see the world in like fairy tale rainbows mm-hmm. and believe that like adults will try to help us in every way possible yeah like, and and i think that's something that the movie taught me as an like when i was like eight or nine when i watched this movie yeah and it really affected me in that sense because that scene is really tough it's really powerful and like river yeah. phoenix kills it and what's one of the things that i honestly really appreciate about the movie is that this has four main characters that are all under the age of 15 in yeah. a movie and this is arguably the best ensemble cast of little kids that happened for like 20 years after this movie probably came out. Yeah. And and they all knock it out of the park. And like, I was reading a few stories, like Rob Reiner, the director, he ended up, uh, for certain scenes, like when, um, I think when it's, uh, when, what's his name? Keith Sutherland's character is going to like try to murder him. Yeah. Like quotes on that. <laughs> uh, he had to yell at them and like scream at them so that they actually have fear. Mm-hmm. otherwise like they didn't think it was serious they weren't taking it seriously yeah, yeah yeah so like he even knew how to get them to act correctly so that it would be sold in the movie and their performance would be sold yeah and like that that same scene that i was talking about with um river phoenix doing the 
that conversation about how that old lady screwed him over. He had to tell River Phoenix, like, have you ever, I want you to think about a time when an adult let you down, like severely let you down. Mm. And that after he finished the scene, like River Phoenix was inconsolable. He just kept crying. Mm-hmm. And like Rob Heiner had to go up and give him a hug and tell him it was okay. Mm. Because like clearly he went to like deep, dark places in his freaking past yeah. to like pull that memory and that emotion out. And I'm like, damn, for, I think he was like 13 at the time, for a 13-year-old kid to do that, that is intense. Yeah. And I appreciate that for that moment, for that kind of idea. And yeah. I think the story in general is a good story. Like you see character growth, especially in Gordy. I mean, most obviously in Gordy. Yeah. Um, there was like a weird part too, where like Kiefer Sutherland would come out, did uh, his thing, and then all of a sudden this like clock would pop up, like in a black screen, and go doot, doot. Oh really? Doot. Oh my god! No, I just realized it was a twenty-four jump. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, I mean, I was watching the movie, but I've seen it so many times. I like, you kind of got me. I was like, what? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh. No, uh, but you know what? Uh, I will say this. The big takeaway that I did get from this is like, it kind of makes you think like, oh, wow. Like uh, these kids are talking about like, oh, yeah. Like make a joke about your mom or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, all, those, is, all the stuff that they say. You which know, is pretty and, funny. And you, and you like think, oh, yeah, that's normal. Like it makes me think like, wow. You know, you get that really early nowadays, you know, like yeah. that kind of uh, sense of humor. You mm-hmm. Some people get it really early and some people obviously don't. Oh, yeah. But um, it's but, funny because like, like when we were growing up, I don't know what age this was, but like the Yo Mama show was out. Oh, yeah. yeah with yeah. Rikin, Will Vandorama, and he just <laughs> went around the entire country trying to find the best Yo Mama jokes. Oh, yeah, I know. And then you take him to school the next day and you'd be like, hey, yo, uh, yo mama. Like, I don't know. <laughs> What's a good yo mama joke? I don't know. Like yo mama so big, she got turn, she got to put on her belt with a boomerang. <laughs> no, Bo- that was good. <laughs> I do like that one. I think one of the ones I've always liked is yo mama so big, she has her own orbit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that. That one always got me as a kid. Like that's funny. Um, there's like there's a little bit of cool stories out of the yeah. movie that I really enjoyed. Um, like uh, apparently River Phoenix lost his. Um, his virginity during the filming of this movie. What? Yeah. Like he came in with like a huge smile and Rob Ryan is like, what the fuck's going on? And then he rivers like telling the story to everybody that he lost his virginity or something. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, Feldman apparently had, uh, drank alcohol for the first time, kissed a girl off screen and even smoked pot. How old were these guys? They were like 12 dude. Yeah. Will Whedon was 12. River Phoenix was 14. Corey Feldman was 13 and Jerry O'Connell was 11 wow like that's how messed up they like these kids were it was the 80s granted i don't know there's a few viewers that listen to it that were born in the 80s that probably can speak better to it than we were but like that's the kind of world that they grew up in man like river phoenix was a great actor unfortunately nowadays we try nowadays the people who grew up in the 80s are parents now and they're like trying to protect us like i know how it was out there (laughs) (laughs) give me that laptop (laughs) (laughs) i know i know what i would do if i had this (laughs) and like it's kind of interesting to think that like these kids grew up in this time and they really like captured i feel like what it was like growing up in those years Mm -hmm. um which is the opposite that you see from um wow i can't think of his name now was the director that we were talking about for, for John Hughes? Like John Hughes talks about high school kids. Yeah, these kids are going into high school and they're middle school kids, which I don't think is something that I feel like that idea is relatively new. Like we, 
Other than maybe the one movie that pops out of my head is Dazed and Confused, mm-hmm. which is another movie that takes place in a day. Which, oh, I know. Which is a movie that I... Also by Richard Linklater. Oh, yeah. Also by Richard Linklater. And that movie also has like kids leaving middle school, going into high school. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very like rare thing that you ever get to see that like... Mm-hmm. And it, it is the moment where people usually say like the coming of age story happens. So you know what I give this... What score I give this movie? What do you give it? I give it a... I give it a 6.8. That's messed up. People are going to be mad. That's okay. I mean, I mean like, it's just in my opinion. It's not like... A, nah, <laughs> man. They're going to come for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, nah, I mean... I mean, I don't really... You don't really care. It's not that I don't that's care. That's what you're saying. Just, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. you listening <laughs> it's not that I don't care. It's just that, I mean... I, it's my opinion. It's... Compared to, like, movies that are out right now, there there is another movie out there that's probably going to be a, that you'll watch that is probably at the same level as this mm-hmm. and it's because i mean i give it because it, it came from the time that it came out i'm like oh this is kind of like new mm-hmm. like definitely right okay but it's not something i i haven't seen or hasn't been able to been repeated in a different way like you said there's been other movies that have drawn from this yeah like take from john hughes you breakfast club Mm-hmm. Whenever you ever seen a movie that that is that like takes place in a day, takes place in one place, and it's about these teenagers, and all they're doing is just confessing. Yeah, there's not a movie that's been able to replicate that. No, yeah, in that right. in that format and in that in that that kind of style. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would agree saying that it, there is no movie. I mean, mm-hmm. like off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that there's a movie where people are just kind of sitting around talking. Oh no! Yeah, are, like. Of yeah, that yeah. age, and they're discussing everything that's going on. And confessing oh, I don't know about that age, but there is a movie where they're just sitting around talking. Yeah, it's called 12 Angry Men. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, no, the one thing I was going to mention is you threw out Shawshank Redemption, which is, I... I uh, Anytime I bring out Shawshank Redemption, George snaps at the opportunity to just talk about it. <laughs> no, because it is, a, it is a Stephen King novel and movie, and this is the same kind of deal. And to me, yes, personally, I tell people all the time, like, I think that's easily top three movies for me mm-hmm. um but the funny thing is is shawshank redemption is a short story that came out in the same novelization as this one mm. so these both are short stories in the same book mm-hmm. written at the same essentially time and they put them together in the highest regards and yeah. i personally think that shawshank is way higher than stand by me oh, there's yeah. a lot of great stephen king movies like secret window i believe is one with yeah. johnny depp and that movie's goddamn incredible yeah and uh, Shawshank Redemption, I they give it a higher score, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But you want to know what a coming of age story I've thought of mm. recently, and I've, I've like written it down, mm-hmm. and I but I've never really like fleshed it out. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe somebody out there can take this idea, and maybe they can go with it wherever they want. But so I thought about this great idea for a coming of age story. Right? Mm-hmm. It's called. And it's a little twist of Mexican in there. Okay. For, so that way it can get it's Coco. I got. I guessed it. <laughs> He's gonna say it's Coco. No, that way you can get some viewers. You know, the the producers can sell it this way. You know, it's called La Quinceañera. Okay. Right. <laughs> you're already smiling because you're I'm like smiling because this sounds ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but it's about this. It'll be about this girl who's throwing a big old quinceanera. Mm-hmm. And everyone's excited to go. She's like, she's like, got like these rich parents, and they're, th- she's like, you know, you know, fanning out flyers, telling everybody, like, please come to my quinceanera, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's on, it's not on her actual birthday because it's never like 
about on the actual birthday she's talking about like the baile sorpresa and everything like that and it's like two weekends from after her birthday right mm -hmm. everyone's super excited except for one person and it's this other girl who's not as wealthy and uh her parents can't throw her a quinceanera oh damn and because and she's turning 15 as well mm -hmm. and um it's on she's throwing it on the weekend of her actual birthday it's okay. her birthday the day of the party okay right and um her parents are like come on let's throw you a party like we'll do one here in the backyard and she's like no i don't want one mm -hmm. you know like just leave me alone mm -hmm. and the parents are like why don't you want it? you want it? don't you want it but like no one's gonna come it's like what do you mean no one's gonna come she's like yes, no yes. one's gonna come everyone in school is gonna go somewhere else like they're not gonna want to come to my birthday obviously because they're gonna go to the rich kids kids hanging out of course all this time, her friends are trying to build, like help her, blah, blah, blah. She has a crush on this guy. The guy turns out to be a dick, but there's a nerdy guy involved. Mm -hmm. And anyways, she ends up... Stealing being, the quinceanera from the other kid. No, no one ends up going to her party except for one kid. And the the the, the nerdy kid that she kind of has a crush on too. Right. And he shows up. And that's a, and that's the big old like, oh, that's so that's so sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. That's like the love the like the love the romance part of it. Right. You know? And it at the end of it, she like her friends also like he also surprises her, okay, I have another surprise. Your actual friends actually showed up and she has a great night. Mm. Right? And then the whole point of the the name of the title is because she's a real quinceañera. She's actually turning fifteen that day. So mm. it's La Quinceañera, her. And she learns that, you know, you don't really need a big party you don't need a lot of stuff to have a good time mm. boom you sell it you sell it to paramount or whoever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then you know people like it could be like a little indie film you know you know might yeah, see it, I mean, it definitely it definitely has that indie-ish feel yeah yeah i'll wait for it on tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> america ferrero's involved oh you know? great <laughs> diego luna uh-huh he's a dad they're the parents yeah they're the parents uh, who who also play the other parents like the rich parents uh, i don't know George Lopez. George Lopez? Mm, I was going to say Gael Garcia Marquez. You know, George Lopez should come out as a as a, the fun uncle. Fun uncle? Yeah. The funkle? The funkle. No, I think George Lopez should be like the party designer for the rich kid. Hmm. That would be like the funny parts. He Actually, no. You know who should play the party designer? Hmm. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. We do love the Tucci <laughs> in here. <laughs> I, see that. I mean... The idea sounds okay. Yeah. The actors is what sells me. But then we have so many of these actors. You know what ends up happening with these actors? They had, no one wants to come out. Like yeah. everyone's trying to beat each other and the movie ends up coming shitty. <laughs> and also, Yo. if this is an indie film, it's no longer an indie film with all these people. No, I don't know. Cloud Atlas was an indie film and it had a bunch of Didn't people. that movie have like a $200 million budget? Mm-hmm. That's not an indie film. Yeah, it was a. It was considered an indie film. I don't know by a, what standard that's an indie film. Uh, because it's not backed by a, a major. Uh, that's dumb. That's not <laughs> an indie movie. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's yeah. stupid. No, yeah, no one did, could convince me that that's an indie film because it didn't have the enough like people to like uh, put it in theaters. That's what makes it an indie film because like you don't have the money. You have the money to make it, but you don't have enough money to put it in theaters. With a 200 million dollar budget, I'm sure you got enough money to put it mm, in theaters. Maybe. Did you go watch it? No, nah, I've never watched that movie. Hmm. It's really long. It's like three and a half hours I long. I did watch it? it. I watched it in theaters. Yeah, no, nah, I can't good. do it. So, yeah. It's it didn't crap. really interest me enough. It takes you on a weird You story. know what movie didn't interest me until I was forced to watch it in middle school? 12 Angry Men? 12 Angry Men. I didn't even know this movie existed, to be honest with you. Are when, you serious? When I was a kid? No. 
Oh, re- oh, okay. When you were a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid. I mean, like, I don't know when I watched it. Yeah, I think I, I watched it on TV first. Oh, did you? Yeah, I definitely watched it when I was in eighth grade for sure. So, Twelve Angry Men. For those of you people who don't know, it's about these guys, these twelve men who are trying to decide the fate of this court, court uh, proceeding or court case. Yeah, mm-hmm. about this kid who's um, accused of kill- murdering his dad. Yep. And they have all this like evidence that points towards the kid. Yes. And a lot of it is, I would say, circumstantial. Yeah. Uh, based on, but I guess because it's a court-appointed uh, lawyer, mm-hmm. um, the lawyer doesn't really do a good job, and then everyone's like already going like guilty, 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 except for one holdout. Yep. And that one holdout ends up turning this whole room on it, right? Yeah. And it's. Not necessarily how it ends, or so this movie started off as a teleplay back yep. in the fifties, mm-hmm. um, and you can totally tell. Yeah, this is totally like a play. this could be a play. This probably is, no, this is a play. No, like, it's not. It's never been made into an actual play. Yeah, I was I was watching videos about it today. It was made no into a way. play. Mm-hmm. Who? What? When? I don't remember when. I was watching behind the scenes videos, and I thought it was for the movie, and it turns out to be about a play. Oh, really? Yeah. So what? You didn't like it? Oh no, no, no. I think this movie's great. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great, but I think a lot of people that a lot of people that we're friends with would be bored out of their mind watching this movie. Really? Yes. No. I think one of the few people that I think would appreciate this movie is Angela. Like other than mm. that, like Danielle, she she'd be bored. Like yeah. it's not as captivating as it. I thought. Like I remember when I was watching it as a kid, I thought the writing was really good, mm. and it's I which version did you watch? Did you watch the original one or did you watch the remake? No, I watched the remake, the, the remake? 1997 with George C. Scott. Yeah, it has uh, a crazy cast. Yeah, uh, uh, Edward James Olmos, mm-hmm. the guy from Sopranos. What's his name? I can never think of his name. Uh, I but, think of Sopranos guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, James Gandolfini. There you go. Uh, it for me, honestly. I really enjoyed it, and it really speaks to like, like today's like, uh, kind of politics where people are very one sided. It's mm-hmm. either guilty or not guilty, right? And there's this one person who's like, you know, let's let's. He's like, I, I, he's probably is guilty, but let me. Can we flesh it out a little bit? Can like, we at least uh, can talk we... about it for more than three freaking minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they say it in the freaking in the movie too. They're like. There's no way that the guy is gonna let us go back out there with a with a decision already. Oh, because they want to do hung jury. No, right no, 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 no. And the begin like within the first five minutes, everyone was like, "Oh, it's, he's clearly guilty. Yeah. He's clearly guilty." And he goes, "We might as well just call the bailiff and mm. tell him we have a verdict." And he was like, "No, they won't let us. It's yeah. way too fast. We need to give it time before they let us out." Yeah. Because yeah. everyone in the beginning is just so like. Nah, this dude murdered him. Yeah, yeah, and they're also complaining about the freaking heat. <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of it's like about people's like. People are adamant. Like it's so easy to turn somebody like, like pr- it's so easy to accuse somebody of something, and it's a lot harder to prove that it, that it wasn't. Yes, and it's a lot of stuff that happens in like court movies. Mm-hmm. And this is a uh, this movie like it's so good because it takes place in in one place. And uh, you say it's boring, but for me, I really no, I don't think it's boring. Oh, okay. I well, think you say people will people think think it's will boring. think it's boring. Yeah, yeah I mean, and maybe you're right. But it's like when you look at these like little actor, like these little characters that these actors are like kind of like bringing out, mm-hmm. and you kind of see stuff that you you would see in a play. You know, there's right. this moment where like let's take a break, and they all break out. And then that one part was th- cool. And then one of them was like, "Oh yeah, like what's with the head? Like oh, I've never met someone like you." And like it's that little thing, and you would see that. I could 
I was watching it. And I could visualize the play version yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like everything else break- goes dark, and then it's just a yeah, one spot yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. on these two people. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's so good. And then there's like a bathroom part. Like you can yeah. see like the rest of the stage going dark, and they're just in that the, bathroom. Yep. Uh, I could, I totally saw that. I was like, oh wow, this is so good. Yeah, like, and, and it works really well because of because of how simple the set is. It's almost yeah. like a bottle episode. Yeah, and um, it's it's crazy. Like it, if you guys watch this movie, uh, like please do. Like it's one of these few movies where I'm like. If you ever meet somebody who's like that said in their um, ways, and, and and it works both ways too. Like mm-hmm. talking to somebody who who is seeing like, okay, well, why do you see it that way? Like having a uh, and that conversation ends up getting heated, right? Like yeah, yeah like I have so, that written down too. Yeah, like this per like this guy, he's like you know being really calm and he's fleshing out why are people thinking this way and then to the point where it gets somebody super angry and he ends up being like oh like see he says i'm gonna kill you yeah he he goes before mean that do you (laughs) yeah so this guy says like he says i'm going to kill you he tells his dad i'm going to kill you that is like so what that i've that means that he's gonna gonna do it yeah he's gonna do it and then he eventually says it he's like and he's like, so does, do you really mean it? Am I, so if I end up dead, then that means you did it? Like, in my head, that's how yeah, I saw it. exactly. And uh, at the end of it, um, they're leaving the court. And uh, two people actually end up exchanging names. Those are the only two people. With, those are the only two characters with actual names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, at, the, at the end, you only have that one guy who was left all alone. The last guy who was the last holdout. The, la- the the who was the last holdout, and I think that's kind of symbolism as to showing that like has he really changed his mind? And he's like beaten down too, because he's like he's had to do this like two hour argument match where he thinks he believes one thing to the core of his soul. Yeah. And as he walks out, his belief is pretty much destroyed, and he has to now deal with the pieces that are left behind of him, like dealing with his like his son not loving him and not talking to his son mm-hmm. and everything like that. And that's that's what's so cool about the movie, right? Is that it's about a court case and about this one kid who we never really meet. But oh, yeah. realistically speaking, yeah. the real thing is about each individual character getting past their prejudices mm-hmm. and opening their mind. And I think he is the one character you really see it from because they really focus on it at the end, like you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah, and then I like how like they deconstruct every little piece of the evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that's crazy. Like, it's like a Law and Order episode. Yeah, <laughs> Law and Order is cool. I mean, <laughs> this movie is really cool. I I really enjoy this movie because I think one of the reasons I th- I like it so much is because I'm a person who loves to read books, mm-hmm. and this movie reads like a book. Like, I could read this in a 250-page book, yeah. and I would be riveted because of how, like, intense the conversation is and how, like, yeah. it doesn't let off, off the pedals the entire time. Oh, yeah. And that's where, like, that's why I, I get really excited about the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people feel that way sometimes, mm-hmm. where, like, they can just watch 12 people talking the entire yeah. time. But I think it's fascinating because, like, you have a wide range of personalities. It's almost like watching a reality show. You know, yeah. and see, like, put these people in a room. Let's see what happens. Yeah, like that one guy who's trying to get to a baseball game. Like, everyone <laughs> has a reason why they want to leave. Yeah, yeah, and then like, it's uh, like one guy is like a racist. Yeah, and, fucking uh, hardcore racist. I was like, oh man, I was like, damn, this guy went in deep. And then, uh, but I'm like, that's just a testament to like the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know like wow like in the acting like he really really made me com- like i was convinced i'm like this, this guy's a racist he's like, a racist and i've seen him in other movies and he's not no oh no yeah obviously <laughs> not <laughs> yeah and it's like he's like plays it like, again a testament to how much these actors must have really loved the original script or watched the original movie yeah it's like top five or something like that on imdb of highest rated movies ever really mm-hmm. oh wow and uh, you can see well the original is yeah um but you can see why like this movie is a true testament to what cinema used to be a long time ago mm-hmm. um and it's free on uh youtube with ads yes it is oh i watched it oh yeah my i have ad blockers so i didn't watch any ads on it what yeah um well, <laughs> i'm sorry i can i can hook you up if you need an ad nah, blocker cool. um it was great though like, i i still liked it the second time around i found it fascinating um i told joey not to mention this but since i've seen it twice the original and the new version and this is my third time watching it i did watch this movie two times sped up oh wow i watched it two times sped up and it's weird like i've gotten into this phase of watching things two times sped up and like i can still catch everything and it makes me feel like the flash because you know <laughs> the flash talks yeah. speaks really quick um but yeah like it's even at two times sped up this movie's incredible like i watched the movie in an hour and this movie was even better i think that way <laughs> <laughs> um the voices get like obviously changed a little bit but I, I, the movie's great one of the things that i wrote down in my notes is like this dude there's this one holdout who wanted the kid to be guilty no matter what because of his like problem with his kid yeah he is so adamant that the courts are the greatest thing in the world and yeah. why would they lie why are they lying? i'm like yeah. sitting there like bro that's not true justice the only yeah. true justice that exists is batman yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and like if he's really guilty batman will break his neck <laughs> no and then man i don't know there, I, there's so many things i liked about the movie just like i mean we're talking about movies that take place in the day and the way mm-hmm. this movie yeah the way that we this movie is constructed is a lot different from other movies like stand by by me stand by me was a little bit different where like you're just following four characters and a lot of the movies that take place in a day only follow one that's why i kind of want to do slackers too Mm. it's because it it follows everybody in texas or so like this small town in texas Mm -hmm. and um but anyways a lot of these like movies are like they follow just a few characters not a lot yeah because it's hard to do like oh like let's follow like let's like let's open this many different stories like no you got to follow one storyline and then develop those characters and then those characters create these like yes. wild differently wildly different like storylines mm-hmm. and then and this movie does it really well because it's confined not only to a day but two hours mm-hmm. like however long like that was one of my things that i really enjoyed about the movie is like from the moment it starts to the moment it ends, that's how long the movie, like, movie time is the same as real time. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, I was noticing, I've seen it a few times, obviously, I was noticing everything outside of the main characters talking. So, like, you can see the sun set and fall down. You can yeah. hear the rain coming before it starts to pour down. Mm-hmm. Like, those little strong details is what really sells that this whole movie is only taking place in two hours. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting there watching it for two hours, man, does it like hit you harder because you're just like exhausted at the argument that you're not having. But you're also screaming at the freaking goddamn TV that some of these people are idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it does that really ridiculously well. And I enjoy that about this movie. And obviously like... And it makes you want to go to like jury duty. <laughs> it does, right? But it's never going to be that fun. <laughs> like it's never going to I'm happen. never going to get a merch case. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know how amazing that would be? 
but also kind of sucky because you know you're looking at exhibit a and exhibit b <laughs> just perv. like here's a leg what the hell yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> um no but like it is a very unique movie in that sense that it mm-hmm. takes place in two hours and that's all you get mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it, it wraps up beautifully oh like, yeah i don't need to see the inside the courtroom when they're like okay the verdict is in he's not guilty and like the kid's family goes all happy or whatever or he breathes a sigh of relief like yeah. i don't need that because I, I as much as i care about that part of the story i care more about the characters and seeing them all like um, go down the hallway and everything also um you were something that wendy brought up was like uh, oh she watched it she was kind of half watching it. She was, okay. wasn't in the mood. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so something that she wanted to say was like, you know what? I really want to know if he did it or not. Like, I want. I'm like, how are you gonna know if he did or not? He's like, I don't know. Just show a flashback of like what actually happened. Mm. And uh, it, I was like, like yeah. She's like, because now I'm just thinking like, well, did he do it or not? No, he clearly didn't do it. Mm, do you, okay, that's a good question to ask. Do you think he did it? Do I think he did it? Whoo! Well, it's possible that he did do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's extremely possible that he did it. The thing that gets me is the knife. The, that there's two of them? No, that it's... Well, yeah, that there's two of them, and obviously it's really... It's a... Well, we thought it was a very unique knife, but, like, someone mentions it. It's like, what are the odds that someone buys it an, an identical knife... It goes and stabs his dad with it. It's a hard, it's a hard sell. <laughs> like it, it really that, is. Yeah. He did say that the the knife he found is a pawn. That when he bought the knife, it was in a pawn shop, no more than like four blocks away from his house, from the mm. kid's house, which is which goes along with the idea that the kid said he lost it and it fell mm-hmm. in the street. Which would make sense if a pawnbroker or somebody finds it, they go and turn it in to get money. Yeah. Like, that sounds believable. Like, that could be the knife he lost and that there was no fingerprints on the knife. Like, I can't remember which juror makes the argument about how, like, why would he go back at 3 a.m., like, three hours after killing his dad? Yeah. But also have already known to have cleaned the knife. Like, yeah, he cleaned like, the knife. There's no reason for him to be so there. So, when does the pan- He's like, oh, he's too panicked. That's why he ran away. He's like, okay. But he had the senses. Yeah, he calmed down. He came back. And what? He's like, so he was calm enough to kill his dad. Realized that he left the knife and he no, showed no, it to people. No, no, uh, no. Realized uh, to kill his dad and then be calm enough to wipe it down and then panicked again to run away and then calm down to come back for what? He already wiped it off. What was the point? Yeah, what was the point of coming back? And that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. I mean, again, we don't ever see the kid or whatever. But, like, it's very unlikely, man. It's extremely unlikely. Yeah, I don't think he did it. Because there's one thing that they mentioned that has nothing to do with what happened. But uh, someone says, like, oh, I used to coach football. And, you know, when this kid lost, all he did was stare into space. And you, they show you right before the court's. Uh, right before, like they show you like the court or whatever, and the kids yeah. like looking up at the ceiling fan. And he's just like, just looking up or whatever, like kind of zoned out, defeated, defeated, and it's kind of like gives you that hint, like he didn't do it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Given all the evidence that the juror number nine or <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight showed yeah. us, I'm like, nah, he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, I want to know if that dude was a freaking like lawyer before. He was an architect. 
Oh, he says he's an architect. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, it, I want you guys to watch it and let us know, like, what you guys said. Like, nah, that dude totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a really good uh, movie to do that with. Like, yeah. yeah. Hmm? Did he do Do you it? believe this guy? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so what was the other movie that we did? Uh, the last movie we did was Collateral. Oh, that's right. I did want to say something about Stand By Me, which is a funny fact that maybe me and you were only laugh about and like okay. people who, who know the story. I better fucking laugh. Because <laughs> you know the leeches scene where they're like, oh, it's not that deep and they walk in and then they fall? Like when... when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, yeah. like, it's not that deep. And he goes yeah. across. And that instantaneously made me die laughing because remember when the three sisters falls? Yeah. And Angela oh, is leading the way. And yeah. Goes, it's not that deep. And then she sinks. Yeah. I immediately thought, that's Angelo. Yeah, I know. That is that, our three... That, that could have been us, man. That could have been us. had leeches all over our... Yeah. Yeah. I was worried when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought that was funny. I was like, that's Angelo. Yeah, I know. Damn, that's true. But yeah, so we last movie we did was Collateral. Now, is it me or does it seem like a lot of people don't know about this movie? No, a lot of people don't know about this movie. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. It has Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise and what's her name? Damn it. I had her name. No, that's Jada, Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith. Smith. There we go. Um, has all three of them and they're all incredible in this movie. And, and it even has Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. And then the one I was going to say is it even has Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and before like, he became super famous. Before everything. And I'm just like, holy cow, dude. This movie is incredible. Yeah, man. Like, I love the action. To me, yeah. one of the things that I kept thinking was like, how is this movie John Wick before John Wick? <laughs> like the way that Tom Cruise is moving is yeah. very John Wick like. Mm-hmm. Like when he like does in the two dudes in the alley, it's just very like da 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 da. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, that was like so quick and so fast. Yeah. And you know, we did that podcast with like the whole like um with T about violence in movies and if it's bad or good. Like we you know our opinions if you watch that listen to that podcast and if you didn't, go back and listen to that podcast. <laughs> but this movie was just brilliantly done with the action. Yeah. And the assassinations is like perfect. Yeah. Like the way he kills people, it's like it it comes back because like uh, I really don't want to give away. So I was just told something mm-hmm. <laughs> that like I give away too much about these movies. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay. Who told well, you? Huh? Who told you? Oh, my brothers. <laughs> They're like, hey, man. Like you, we wanted to watch funny people, like the way you guys were talking about it, and then huh. you give us the ending. So we're like, oh, what the heck? I mean, like, you should still goddamn watch it. No, yeah, I said. He's like, yeah, but I'm like less enthusiastic to go watch back it to now. that spiel I did about how like they. No, did that's that why I did tell them that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I won't give too much away, but the way the grouping and all that stuff kind of gives it, it closes in on Tom Cruise's character, mm-hmm. and um. Pretty much, if you guys don't know this movie, it's, you know, it it's literally a, uh, uh, what's it called? A taxi cab guy, taxi cab driver picks up the wrong dude on the wrong night. <laughs> Took the wrong motherfucking cab. Yeah. <laughs> and it does not let up. Like, he, he and he yeah. does not want to take the fare either. <laughs> no, like, he really didn't want it. So, pretty much, Tom Cruise's character is like, come on, man. How much do you usually make in a night? It's like, oh, I'll make about five or six hundred. Oh, it was like, three hundred. It was three hundred. Yeah, because then okay. he doubles it. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, and then he's like, I'll give you six hundred bucks right now. Like, drive me around, right? And mm-hmm. then he's like, nah, nah, I can't, I can't. He's like, come on, man, blah, blah, blah. and then he takes it. He takes the money, and it's literally like making a deal with the devil. Like, yep. literally, Tom Cruise is the representation of a devil. Do you think this is a crossroads demon? <laughs> 
Is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because, I mean, the thing that got me was that, so Tom Cruise stayed at this hotel, right? Or he, he he's coming out of that building that Jada Pinkett Smith goes in, right? Yeah. And then why was he there in the beginning? Oh, here's my, my here's my theory because I thought about this when I was watching it. I think he went to kill her first. Yeah, right. Yes, and she wasn't there. Yeah, and then he like he notices her, and mm-hmm. he sees her on the on the escalator, and he goes, mm, "I would just come back." Yeah, he's too many people anyway. Watch, right? Yeah, because he's like, he's "I still like, got time." Yeah, well, he's more like, "I have to actually go somewhere because I know this guy's gonna be mm. somewhere." Right? Good point. Yeah, and he's like, "I gotta knock these out," and then, um, oh my god, it's so it's such a good movie. Like, it's it's really well done. Like for an action movie, this movie does so many things right. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of my things, one of the things that I really like about watching movies is like character growth, right? And in this movie, you see character growth, but not only that, you see it in like a descent into violence for the main character, Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, very innocent, very chill. Shit goes wrong. He just kind of lets it go. He's just like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be angry. not going to be angry, right? Then he sees... Uh, a, like a quote-unquote murder, but it's really just something happens, right? And he doesn't see it take place. But the more and more violence he witnesses, the more and more that he engages in the violence himself. Mm-hmm. And the more he accepts the violence that he has within him and he accepts the rage that he has in with him until we get to the finale where you start to see everything go to... to Crap. Yeah, go to shit hits the fan. Um, there's also a part where like... Do you remember the part where, like, they're driving and then these coyotes... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not two coyotes, actually. It's three, right? No, it's it's one coyote and a wolf. Oh, really? Yeah, and wolves kill coyotes. Really? Yes, and I was reading this, like, thing. Uh, like, so, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, what do you think that, that represents? So, like, in my mind, originally, before I tell you what the internet says, um, I always thought it was them. Like, I always thought it was kind of like an analogy of, like, them being, like, like almost like predators at night. Mm-hmm. And, like, going through the night and the only people that are awake right now are these kinds of, like, criminals or, like, uh, people who have, like, a mission to do. Carnivores. Carnivores, right? Yeah. That's yeah, a really yeah. good point. Is that a way of putting I had it? the exact same thought. Right. But then I started, I looked it up and then two things happened. One, somebody said that it was pure, hap- pure happenstance that it happened. Mm-hmm. That the director saw the coyote and the wolf walking and was like, oh, it's crazy. Let me fucking shoot this yeah. real quick. And they were like, it's, and that person was like, no, no, it's totally like 12 angry men. Like, that's all it was. It was pure, pure chance. Doesn't mean anything. You guys are making something better of it. Then the next person comes in and goes, hey, did you know that actually wolves kill coyotes? And that technically speaking in this whole like exchange, because the cab scenes are the greatest part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Where like, it's quick, little like poignant uh, philosophical ideas that are tossed out. Yeah. And it's. Tom Cruise is the wolf, and then we have a coyote in Jamie Foxx who's, like, slowly accepting this, like, being more assertive in a way and yeah. going after what he wants and being more like, I'm going to attack and attack and do everything I can. And I feel like that's what the symbolism and analogy goes through, and that's how I have accepted it in my own head. That they, that's I took it a step further and believe that's what it is. Have you read the thing where it's, like, uh, there's this uh, Native American kind of sort of like wife's tale mm. where if you were to meet a if you if you when you're on your spirit journey or mm. if you're on an adventure right um if you were to cross roads with 
uh, wolves mm-hmm. or coyotes. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm probably botching this, but if you bought, if you cross one of them in in your travels, like they pat, it's kind of like crossing a black cat, right? Okay. Same thing with coyotes and wolves. Like if you if they cross your path while you're in an adventure, it means turn back. You're in oh, danger. Oh dang! You know what happens right after that? Yeah, everything goes to shit. That's the club scene, right? That's the club scene. Yeah, and that's where like both for both of them things go bad yeah things go crazy bad this movie's incredible man mm-hmm. this movie's really good like i was supposed to watch it with danielle but i i wasn't feeling up to it this past week a lot of things were just getting me down so i ended up having to watch them all by myself mm-hmm. and i'm like i watched it and i was like damn danielle still needs to watch this movie because this mm-hmm. is a great action movie yeah dude and it hits really hard like i'm saying like it's not just the action because there isn't that much it's yeah. not overwhelming a lot of it's just like thinking and like philosophical and almost cerebral yeah like they bring up like these random um uh conversations like it's like that you think amount to nothing but then end up coming back in a certain way like he's mentioned something about like a guy died on the m uh, track or whatever on the train on the train and then like no one ever noticed and then do you think anybody will ever notice you and exactly i'm not gonna get into it but they it the it full may, circle. It comes full circle, and um, there's what's the other thing? Um, oh, are you gonna call her back? Like yeah. he has, he literally asks, like, are you, are you gonna call her back? And mm-hmm. he's like, why not? Blah blah blah, because he knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, and or he, at least he thinks he knows what's gonna happen. Right. Do you and think then, that Tom Cruise? Oh, sorry, sorry, keep going. No, the, the, I mean, I'm just saying, like, this movie really just goes around in circles, in like, or brings stuff back in such a good way, and all within supposedly a day or a night night, not even like a day it's a night yeah so i'm like dude this this movie well written yeah like there must be i want to see the diagram you know how we're talking about christopher nolan who like says it's a hairpin yeah i wonder how this is like diagrammed out by the writers and stuff because this this movie sequentially speaking is very simple Mm -hmm. but how you're saying like the amount of callbacks every like 30 minutes there's another callback and it's great in that way Mm -hmm. so good um, I was going to ask, do you think that at the end of the night, like, let's say that Jamie Foxx never knew that Tom Cruise was murdering people. Do you think Tom Cruise would have murdered him? Yes. You think he still would have killed him? Yeah. I kind of get the feeling that he probably would have too. Cause they tell that story. The only thing that kind of gets me is that like he ends up saving him. Right. And I feel like it's, the reason he saves him is because he needs him to last the entire night so that it looks like a certain way. Mm, I didn't think about that. But it, but see, that's what my initial thoughts were. But like, if I delve deeper, I almost feel like it's kind of like almost a sympathy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this, you're one of the few people that have actually made me think because, right, the way we just talked about it, like that coyote scene takes place right before the scene that mm-hmm. he saves him. And that kind of is almost like a an acknowledgement that like, you and I are kind of alike and mm-hmm. that I can see myself in you kind of a way with Tom Cruise. And maybe yeah. he, that's why he doesn't, he tries to save him. And that's kind of crazy if you think about it, because that means that Tom Cruise, even though it seems like he never changes, he does change throughout the, throughout the rest of the movie. I call him Tom Cruise because, oh, <laughs> his name is Vincent. There we go. Yeah. But that movie is just so well done. I really, really think this movie is arguably top up there with like action movies that are my favorites yeah um i think i rented that movie once mm-hmm. or like the first time i watched it 
I, I didn't watch it in theaters or anything. Or I, I, yeah, I, I rented it because I remember I wanted to watch it in theaters. My mom didn't let me. Yeah, I think I watched it in theaters. It might have been. I didn't watch it, but. I think it might have been with my mom. Either that or obviously. If it was not my mom, it was my dad. One of the two. Blockbuster helped me out with this one. <laughs> I, I ended up Came renting it. My, my mom didn't know. Back then, I mean, when you rented a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my the way my, my family would rent movies is like. She sent me in. It's like, oh, go get this movie. And uh, like, she'll go get the food. Because mm-hmm. there was like a Blockbuster and I think like a Pizza Hut or a, or Little Caesars next door. Mm-hmm. So she'd go get the food. I get the movies. Okay. So she gave me the money. She's like, oh, go go rent one for yourself, but get one for your the family and 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 get me this one. You know, mm-hmm. give me the proposal. Like, <laughs> 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 didn't come out at the same time. But anyways, uh, so I'd go out. I would get out of the car. Go get the three movies i mm-hmm. got myself one and then because i would say like i don't want to watch these movies. and she's like yeah get yourself one like mm-hmm. dude, like not too expensive right yeah and at the time like if it just came out it was like a dollar 99 for like one night right or right 3.99 for three for, nights i think for three nights or i don't remember but anyways i got collateral because i had i was really into movies still like mm-hmm. and i had i had read on um like like that it was up for oscars and stuff like that mm. Was yeah. it really up no, for Oscars? Yeah, and that Tom Cruise was snubbed. I kept reading that, huh. and I didn't know what that meant. Mm. And now I do, but because it came out in two thousand four. Yeah, and Tom Cruise was not nominated for an Oscar for this one, which I can kind of understand why. But he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Interesting. Okay, I then. I think so. Yeah, that's a weird one. I still yeah. feel like it. I, I, although I think his performance is great in it, and like I said, a lot of people's performances are great in this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's worthy of like a nod in either one of the categories. Really? Yeah, like, or maybe who knows? Maybe that year was like really boring. <laughs> it's two thousand four, so I can't really remember. Yeah, me neither. But anyways, I rented it. And I was like, "Wow, this is a really good movie." Like, <laughs> like I thought this movie was gonna be lame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was actually really good. Like, it was an action movie. I was surprised it was an action movie because it was like Oscar talk. Kind of yeah, thing. that and that's one of the, another reason why I'm like that seems strange, but also makes sense that they wouldn't. Like it makes a lot of sense why they wouldn't nominate yeah. him for it. Um, question I have for you. Yeah, go for it. Do you think Jason Statham's character is the transporter? Hmm. Because like he comes out for two seconds, drops the thing, and goes peace out, and then he leaves. Yeah. And I'm like, that motherfucker definitely the goddamn transporter <laughs> in this movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. Like I don't know. I did think as soon as I saw him, I was like, wow, he's in this movie. Like he dresses the same. He's got the whole all black suit. Maybe. I'm like, he's got his BMW outside, it. probably. If someone were to tell me, or like the writers were like, yeah, he was the transporter, I'd be like, hey, man, makes sense. Like, he's literally just dropping stuff off at the at the airport. <laughs> did you uh, did you catch the little literary note in this movie? The literary note? Yeah, there's a literary allusion in this movie. A literary allusion in this movie. Our AP Lit teacher would be probably so happy that I caught it. Should have used it for AP Lit, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um... Wow, I can't think of. Uh, and it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, you can't catch it. It's like blatant, and then if you know it, it makes even more sense. I probably did, but I can't remember right now. Uh, Tom Cruise tells Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox has like his his sandwich spilled all over where everywhere, uh-huh. and he's like cleaning. Like this is right after the first thing, and he's cleaned everything, and he's like, oh no, my sandwich. Yeah. And uh, Tom Cruise tells him. 
just leave it alone, Lady Macbeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's crazy because he's just cleaning blood off his hands. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, out, out, you damn spot. I was like, that was dope. That's yeah. a nice little. Like, that's how you know the writers are nerds because they're like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to throw in a Lady <laughs> Macbeth reference real quick. But I think I think Tom Cruise's character is just very well, like well, well read. Well he read and quotes uh, I Ching and uh, yeah, uh, forgot the other one was. Oh. But anyways, you know what I mean, right? Yes, yeah, like he's very well educated. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense to be kind of like that high of a contract killer. You have to be kind of smart and be able to still talk to these people who are, are way richer than you. Same thing with uh, Jamie Fox. The fact that he's smarter. For the job that he's actually doing. Yeah, it's a really good... Like, it's a waste of potential. Which is something I did want to talk about about this movie. Is that 16 years prior to Soul, they did a better version of Soul. Where it tells you, like, you're wasting your life away. You got to go do things better. Oh, my God. And that's what I'm talking about. See, last week I talked about it and I was like... I think there's movies that do this whole like awaken your mind and like you gotta do what's better. Is it for weird you that life. it's the same actor? And it's crazy that it's also Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. And he just he just wants people to know that like don't, don't waste your potential. Life. Yeah. And I think the movie does that really well. Like I mean, like I was talking about how like it's his descent into being more assertive and like going after what he wants because he's like I don't know if I'm gonna call it. I don't know if I'm gonna call it. And then or he his gets business that business or whatever taking it torn away. What? Or his his uh, limousine business. Right. Like. Like, he lies to his mom so long. And yeah. then, like, at the end, it's maybe he's not going to do that. Maybe it's in Seoul. Like, he decides to live his life in a different way. But yeah. here we go again. Jamie Foxx doing something better with his life after a life-changing moment. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And for those of you guys who have never watched this movie and you guys are planning on watching this movie, it's a, it's a very indie film ending. Oh, sorry. so there sure. is no payoff. Mm-hmm. Like to like you're like oh I wonder if this I wonder if you're like you're gonna have questions at the end of this movie about whether what happens at the end of with these characters it's not a like let's put a pin on that and a pin on this that they don't cross the t's and they don't dot i's yeah you're the the characters are kind of left with what they have done and it's up to you to figure out what's uh, next for these characters which is funny because like i had that written as my last note that I'm like this kind of blows <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i hate it and i like it i i enjoy it sometimes because i'm like you know what it starts a conversation it starts it, it always like these kind of like endings or like these films i will agree on some on some of these movies i don't like it when it, when it's like a a blockbuster film mm like you have no reason to ha- to be this kind of movie mm. like with this kind of budget right and this amount of runtime mm-hmm. you know like a uh, indie film can be like that and i enjoy it from there because they literally like hey man you got to make this movie under an hour and 30 like yeah. under an hour and 30 is like can i at least make it to an hour and 30 with the credits it's like mm <laughs> hour 30 <laughs> i guess i could do the credits while they're like the screen is still playing <laughs> moving and they're still talking yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I have seen movies like that. I have seen movies like that where, like, they they're like walking or there's something still happening. Yeah, like the one movie that I think about right now is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. where like he goes in, they have a couple guys. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, Yeah. some crazy hippie. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I don't know. I I feel like um, these kinds of movies do do a good job of ending this way because like it starts these kinds of movies start a conversation. Yes. Like, oh wow! Like blah blah blah. What did you think about? It? Same thing with uh, 
12 Angry Men, it kind of starts a conversation. You kind of don't know what happens at the end with the guy. Like, okay, they called him not guilty, but did he actually do it? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You start talking about it. Stand by me. Um, you learn about these characters. Oh, you're that's like, right. I to talk and you're about like, oh, wow. Like, so and so got, you know, dies when they're older. And then the, he, he's, he becomes a writer, which is a staple. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King staple. It's, it's Stephen King, like, you know thing that you're always going to notice mm-hmm. uh there's someone's always going to have a knife and, and a kid's always going to hold a weapon yeah and uh <laughs> and someone's will be made. and someone will always be a writer <laughs> it's crazy because uh, so one more thing that i wanted to mention like just a throwaway comment honestly i mentioned about soul do you know the other connection in this movie with soul mm. they go and see a jazz performance wow this I, i'm just saying is Vincent Jamie Foxx's dad who takes him to go see a show and that's when his life changes and he goes and becomes a character? Did you know that they figured out, like, they thought about that before the movie, like, started filming? What do you mean? The director told, like, because when they got the, uh, what's it called? The original title of the movie was, like, The Last Domino or something like that. Oh, okay. Makes and, sense uh, when you mention dominoes in it. Yeah, and then so the the director re- kind of rewrote it a little bit. Oh, okay. And he told tom cruise's character or tom cruise like hey i have this backstory of how of why this guy loves jazz Mm. and he's like oh like it was literally like pages oh wow of me learning why this guy likes jazz and he's like and i took it to heart so i read a couple of jazz books uh, right and that's why like he's very like into jazz right and that was a really cool scene in the movie like like so many small powerful scenes that are mm-hmm. packed into this movie where like it just hits you in the goddamn face and it's like whoa yeah that was kind of eye-opening to like experience and to see the characters experience in it like even in that move that scene in the jazz scene like tom cruise gets lost he completely forgets the entire world around mm-hmm. him and then he snaps back and he realizes he needs to mess up did you know that they played the miles like a miles davis song like note for note in in that little jazz club no i didn't yeah. i mean I, I don't really listen to jazz so oh well yeah <laughs> so the oh, thing oh go okay, ahead no no, no. They, mine's about a different movie so go for it okay so uh did you know that this was one of the first if not the first movie to be uh filmed with a digital camera what really that's why the shots are a little bit different and then holy cow yeah like if you notice like the, like the zoo when they zoom and they have like you know, the back of someone's head and showing someone, it looks a little different Whoa. than you would. And it kind of didn't work out. I don't think it lasted. Uh-huh. Uh, or they ended up, like, um, enhancing that kind of film hmm. or that kind of shooting, like, camera right. work. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, one of the first Holy ones. Cow. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that our podcast turns into Did You Know Fights? It's what? like we're doing do you know like <laughs> contest. I'm like, did you yeah. know? But did you know? Um what I wanted to say about Stand By Me that I forgot to mention is like what I like about the movie is the end caps, right? The beginning starts off with uh, with Gordy, I think, in in the future, like reading it, right? He re- it's Gordy in the beginning and it's Gordy at the end. Mm-hmm. And like he reads the newspaper and he sees that Chris Chambers dies. Yeah. And like you're led to believe your own freaking uh uh, prejudices make you believe that this kid became nothing 
Yeah. And that, like, he was a thief when he was a kid. He was a shitty kid. And at the end, he tells you, this motherfucker took classes and became a lawyer. Yeah. And, like, why did he get stabbed? Because, not because he was starting a fight, but because he was in there trying to do right and try to save people and make two people understand the differences in their life. And oh. and it throws you in your face. And it's like, screw you for having these prejudices about people that come from bad backgrounds. Like, your family doesn't make you who you are in the future. I thought it was, like, um, a mislead. I mean, it is a mislead. Because, uh, what's his name? Kiefer Sullivan is going to stab him. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, like, oh, that. Oh, man, that's a good point. And you're thinking, like, oh, wow, this is how he dies. Because we already saw from the newspaper he stabbed to death. That never even clicked in my head. I mean, that's a really good point. <laughs> like, he was sa- final destination. He got saved there. And then, like, later down the line, he gets murdered with it. Yeah. But, no, like, I like that apart- I like that about the movie is that, like, it's switching your prejudices. And, uh, to some to some respect, all three of these movies is about having prejudices, right? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to bring that up because I thought that was interesting. But yeah, man, I mean, these all these movies for the most part took place in a day, <laughs> um, and they're quite a journey. I like when the movies do that mm-hmm. because it makes you feel really exhausted when you're done with the movie because mm-hmm. you're just like, whoa! When it clicks in your head, like this all lasted twelve hours. Yeah. And like, if that was my day. I just go home and just like, I'm a knockout. Yeah. If I had to drive around a man who's murdering people all day, like, whew. I know. And like, there's a lot of these movies that have one day movies. I'm sure eventually we'll do a part two. Yeah. Because I, I really want to do, do Slackers. You want to do Slackers? I've never seen it. And like, I love Kevin Smith. And that was a movie that I turned him into like Kevin Smith. So I'm down to watch it. Yeah. I wanted to do Dave, Days and Confused because it's one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, it's weird because you said that's uh, also way, Richard Linklater Family Guy did a parody of 12 Angry Men too they did a parody of Stand By Me and 12 Angry Men they only didn't do Collateral but, <laughs> I Family mean, Guy you, and Simpsons both do that if you guys want to watch 12 Angry Men the Family Guy version mm-hmm. it's literally a shortened version of the movie it's, like really a 30, well it's a 30 minute version of the movie and it's actually pretty funny mm-hmm. I mean if you, if you don't want to get into the drama of it right. watch that and then if you like that, watch the movie. Like, it, it, like watch the dramatic version of it. Mm, I mean, it's cool. free on YouTube with ads. Or if you have ad blocker, you can watch it without ads. Uh, it's a, I mean, I, for me, the way I saw this movie, uh, I think I watched it on TV. The 12 Angry Men one. Oh, okay. I watched it on TV. And after I think I started it like halfway. Mm. And then I was like, I, I kind of want to watch the beginning. Like, and then you want to go find it. I want to go find it. And then I watched the whole thing, and it was great. By the way, watching a movie on YouTube worked really well. Mm. Like, no stutters, nothing. Yeah. I thought it worked perfectly. I was really Same. glad. I was kind of happy with the their, the way they stream movies. Like The quality I, was really good, too. Yeah. The I mean, I think the only... I mean, if you watch it with the ads, I mean, just know, like, the ads sometimes end up being a little bit louder than the actual movie. Mm. Oh, did you know that Dances with Wolves was on for free on on youtube i think i did i didn't i've never watched that movie oh you've never seen dances with wolves no damn that's a pretty good movie it's hella long and there's a lot of like slow parts but that movie's really good that's why i don't watch it i mean it won the an academy award yeah well anyways well i don't have anything else to say about these movies all all that i gotta say is like i really like movies that take place in the day one of my personal favorites if you guys ever need like another movie to watch if you guys don't like it any of these three go watch grown-ups too Grown Ups 2 is great. And watch Grown Ups. 
This is very severely <laughs> underrated movies, guys. Like, yeah, you can laugh at us for loving these movies, but they're really good. They're actually really good. I actually, okay, I will say this about Grown Ups too. The only joke that doesn't really fit is like the deer part, where like the deer. Oh yeah. Like in the yeah in the beginning. Like, in the beginning, and then even at the end, when it's like, like making fun of it, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Taylor Lautner, you could have done something better. Yeah. But anyways, the the whole the rest of the movie though, it's pretty funny. Um, the other movies that I wanted to mention, obviously, Days and Confused, uh, Breakfast Club that Joey brought up in the middle of the podcast, also takes place in a day. Mm-hmm. Amazing. A lot of John Hughes movies take place in a day. Um, but my favorite one, uh, I've mentioned Kevin Smith throughout the entire time, was Clerks. I think Clerks is goddamn fantastic movie that takes place in a day. You feel the time. Like one of the biggest things is obviously if you're gonna do a movie that takes place in one day, you gotta feel the time, and you really feel the time in that mm-hmm. movie. If you've ever worked customer service, I don't know why I'm trying to pitch you this movie. Like all of you probably have watched this movie. It's incredible. If you haven't watched it in forever, it still holds up, especially mm-hmm. now after having. If you've had customer service jobs, you're going to feel so much like, holy cow, this is really how it is. He nailed it. Um, and then I wanted to throw around Harold and Kumar because that also takes place in a day. Oh, but Harold I and Kumar go to White Castle. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've only watched like the, I want to say like a little bit pat, I, after they're already in the car. Heading to oh, White really? Castle. Okay. Yeah. So I've never. I never got the storyline with him and that girl when they come back. Oh, all right. I was like, what happened there? And then someone explained it to me like, oh, it happens in the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, okay. Well, I'm not going to rewatch this movie. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I didn't. It wasn't funny to me. It was It was just really just, I was like, I was interested. Like, it was definitely, I think it was kind of funny, but I don't know if I would rewatch yeah. it. Super bad also takes place in the day. It does, yeah. It does. And that movie to me is still not as funny as I remember watching it the first time. Really? Yeah, no, it doesn't oh. hit the same way for me. So oh, another one is uh, Pineapple Express. There we go. Now that one. I, I don't oh, know actually, if I ever want to rewatch it because it makes me crack up. It's like I a day and a half, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like two a days. weekendish type thing. It's a two days, actually, because they, they go through two, through two days. Mm. But it feels like a day. And uh, it's because they wear the same clothes throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Like, wardrobe did a good job because, like, they have to make sure that these clothes don't get stained again. This, that's like a big testament a to, to wardrobe when you're watching these movies. Like, holy crap. Like, like it, I did not parts. notice any cuts or or anything that might have changed, you know? Yeah, man, that's a really good point. I hadn't really considered. Good job, wardrobe on one-day movies. <laughs> <laughs> good job, wardrobe in general. You guys are severely underappreciated. So before we end, I had some suggestions of what other movie we could watch. And Have you ever heard of this movie called... The Vast of Night. Uh, no. It's what on is this Amazon. for? For one day, one day movies? No, it's just like a general. It's about a one night in Mex in New Mexico. Uh, they the switchboard operator hears like a strange audio. Uh, hold, do you want to do this off podcast or on podcast? No, no, no. Just like letting you know that like, we've gotten suggestions. Oh, mm-hmm. someone brought this up. This wasn't you. Yeah, this wasn't me. Oh, who brought it up? Uh, Shut him out. No, 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 no. They wanted, they wanted to keep anonymous. <sighs> you guys are whack. <laughs> but I mean, if we can, we can do this one. I mean, I mean, since they brought it up, I'm willing to do it. Oh yeah, I'm we'll down do, to do like, this. Because there's another movie. Like, what's that one movie with uh, Dennis Quaid where they mm. hear frequency? Is it Frequency? I don't know. I don't really know this movie. Never either. heard of it. I don't you think never so. heard of it. What? Well, we might just do radio frequency movies. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? Uh, goddamn it. Premonition? I think Premonition. Premonition. Or 
something munition. It's with freaking uh, John Travolta, and he gets hit, and he Ooh. has all these memories and stuff, and it kind of has to do with frequency sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. If you guys have more suggestions, please let us know. Yeah, man, this we, is awesome. I'm really excited. In the, in the future, we might do we might do this like frequency podcast. We're gonna have to figure it out. But I just remember right now, like, <laughs> and I thought I'd bring it out. Like, hey, man, like we we heard I heard you, and we are listening. Yeah, thanks for bringing so this out, man. Like, you guys, I know I said you're whacking off and I'm being, <laughs> like naming it, but thank you. But yeah, if you got if anybody else out there has any more ideas, please let us know. And I'll bring it up, and we'll we'll talk about it here in the podcast. Yeah. Um. Next week we are watch- We're finally doing it. We're doing Groundhog Day movies. We I think have agreed together. If not, I'm saying it right now on the podcast. We are not doing the original Groundhog Day. We will talk about it. We will talk about how seminal it was for Groundhog Day movies. But we're doing stuff outside of it. So yeah. Most particularly, I think we're gonna do Palm Springs because that movie's hilarious, and I really want to watch it again. I haven't watched it. I know you haven't. <laughs> and then uh, I want to do Source Code, and then I don't know if Joey has another one that he wants to do. I also thought about Edge of Tomorrow, but just want to let you know these are some of the movies that we might watch next week. If you haven't watched them, make sure you go out and definitely watch Palm Springs if you have Hulu because it is free, obviously. And we will for sure be talking about that one. Maybe watch Source Code. Maybe watch Edge of Tomorrow, which is also known as Live Die or Repeat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, keep watching those movies. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Hey, 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 wait a minute, George. Uh, I think Groundhog Day is not gonna be next week, it's gonna be the week You're right, after. Fat Albert. You're right. Yeah, it's good. We're actually doing, uh, we're gonna be since we're gonna, you know, take. Uh, <laughs> HBO out of our mouth uh-huh. and uh, talk about some Netflix music. Some give some love to Netflix. Yes, we are going to be watching The Midnight Sky with George Clooney, The Trial of the Chicago Seven with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we're going to be watching is Mank because we love David Fincher. Yeah. So I mean, we're probably going to end up just loving those uh, Mank. So I mean, I mean, hey, we're going to try. I- I'll come in saying that I hate it. When it's not true. I'm sorry, David Fincher. But yes, see you guys next week.